Namaste. Welcome to Call and Response Podcasts with Krishnadas, where he shares meaningful stories of his life on the path of his Guru Maharaji and integrating spiritual practice into our everyday lives. Call and Response Podcasts is an offering of the Kirtanwala Foundation. The foundation is dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba, a great spiritual teacher of India. If you are interested in supporting this podcast and the work of the foundation, please visit kirtanwalafoundation.org, K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. So practice, you got to do practice, I'm sorry, you just have to. With our eyes open and our hearts open. But through a practice, you're, you're, you get used to coming back from being gone. It's more like an ability to let go. In the practice that we were doing, it said the four fruits of life. Oh, uh, yeah, I left that out, didn't I, the other day when I was talking about the Sri Guru Charana Sarojaraja. What are the four fruits of life? Artha, Kama, Dharma, and Moksha. Wealth, or th- those kind of things. Kama, which means your desires get fulfilled. Uh, Artha, Kama, Dharma, the Dharma, teachings, and Moksha, liberation. Those are the four fruits of life, the four things that we, the, the four fruits of, of life, of, of a good life, is to have those four things. And Hanuman not only gives liberation, they say, this is a, I wish I, wish I had written, I, somewhere I have the Sanskrit of this, but Hanuman not only gives liberation, frees us, but in the process of freeing us, he allows us to satisfy the desires that we need to have satisfied to move on. Hunger, for you have to eat, right? It's also a desire to eat, but it's also a need. So we allow, so he gives us food. He creates, it's like Maharaji, when he would bless us, he, he, he blessed us in so many ways. He, he changed our lives. For instance, my life is very, I'm 99% possibility that, if my life gone, gone a certain way, I would have been dead by 23, 24. That's the way it was going. But because I came in contact with Maharaji, everything changed. I was able to avoid certain situations that would have ended my life. And in fact, my life was transformed so that, for instance, I always wanted to be a, a, a rock and roll star, right? I want to be a, in a band and a musician. If I had stayed in that band and involved with those people that I was, I would be dead now. So here's my life. It, it has a similar form, but it's for a whole different reason. I'm in a band. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm in a band. I'm singing. I'm a big star. In a very small world, <laughs> who cares? And, but it's not all about me. The whole motivation for doing this is, t- is to find myself, not to manipulate other people into having a minute of pleasure that's going to end in two seconds. It's a totally different thing. It may even look the same, except the words are kind of weird. 
So that's all his blessing. He just did that. Boom. Next. It all changed. That's the way, that's Hanuman. That's what he does. He doesn't, it's not a renunciate path. You don't have to sit at home, tie yourself up, take cold showers 40 times a day. Don't look at TV. Don't eat anything but celery. It's not about that. It's about living fully and getting into life. Really. It's about overcoming all those fears that we have and really getting out there and living. I told this before, but one time I was sitting with him in this apartment building in this, uh, in, down in Mumbai. We had trailed him to Mumbai and captured him. And uh, so we'd sitting for many hours all day, every day we'd sit. And he'd just lie on the bed. He'd sit up, then he'd lie this way, then he'd lie this way, then he'd sit up, then he'd lie this way. And I would just sit... You know, looking at him, that was my job. Just couldn't take my eyes off him, right? And all of a sudden, he sat up really intensely, and he looked at me, and he said, courage is a really big thing. <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> and so there was one Indian devotee there. He said, oh, but Baba, God takes care of his devotees. Courage is a really big thing. And then he laid back down and went to sleep. So, you know, you really need a lot of courage to push through the places where we're very stuck. But we get the strength to do that from practice. That's how it works. They kind of they're together. They work together. The, the more we practice letting go of our thoughts and coming back here, letting go and coming back, letting go and coming back, we're loosening up the... Uh, the bondage that thoughts put, put us in. Because we believe everything we think. We wake up one day, we feel like shit, and we believe it, you know? It's not necessarily true. But we believe it. We have the thought. It may not be true, but we believe it. And if we believe it, then we're stuck in it. That's our prison. You can only let go at that point. You can only notice you're caught you can't stop the thought. You can't kill a thought. Where is it? Where did it come from? Where did it go? You can only notice your thinking and come back to, the, to Ram or to whatever you're doing, whether you're watching your breath or um, repeating a mantra. And you, that's training. That's mind training. That's what it's called. That's what, we have, that's what we're doing. There's another, another thing happened in that room, which was very far out. So I've been in India about three or four months. And I, Maharaji ran away from us. We didn't know where he was. So we went to Bodh Gaya, which is the place where the Bodhi tree is, where Buddha was enlightened. And we were going to do these meditation courses there. And while we were probably between the courses... There was a couple of days between, of course, I went to visit this old lama that we heard about who was staying in the Tibetan dharamsala. His name was Kunu Rinpoche. And somebody said he's a really big lama, a really high lama. We didn't know anything about him, but he... So we went to see him. We walk in this room, right? And there's this little 
llama sitting on the bed, you know, he's got he's no teeth and he's very funky, he's unshaven and he's, he's very sweet and he smiled at us, you know. And um, we sat down and he, he, he wanted to give us mantra. So he said, you, will you take a mantra? We said, of course. So he gives the... <laughs> I couldn't understand a word he was saying. What mantra is this? I don't, you know. Finally, we got it. You know. Oh, okay, okay. And we, it was actually the mantra we sang with Tulku Shirda. Om Mune Mune Maha Munaya Swaha. So then uh, we sat for a while, and uh, and he um, he reached into his. He pulled out this little leather pouch from inside his jacket, right? And he opens it up. And he took out seeds from the Bodhi tree that had been blessed, you know, that had puja and prayers had been done over these seeds for God knows how long. And he takes it out, you know, and he gives us each a seed. So I went to put it away because I wanted to save it and keep it, you know, put it on my altar. And he saw me and he said, Nini, eat it now. So I took the seed and I ate, oh, see, I, got, I don't have a tooth there because of that seed. Anyway, so I ate it, and then we left. This was in December 1970. So we did five meditation courses, one after the other, with like a break of a day and a half between them. And now in late January or early February 71, that's when we took off in the bus from, you know, I don't know if you know the story of the bus, you better read it because I ain't telling it to you. <laughs> so uh, it's in Ramdas's books and my book. So we get on this bus and we're on our way. We're going to go to Delhi to try to find Maharaji. Uh, it's a big Mercedes bus that somebody had driven across from uh, somewhere in Europe and uh, taken people to India. So he offered us a ride back to Delhi. So we did. So on the way, okay, I'll tell you the story. So on the way back to Delhi. <laughs> So on the way back to Delhi, um, Danny Goldman, who is, was with us, he had left Bodh Gaya for a few days and gone to the Mela uh, in Allahabad. Melas were like a Kumbha Mela you've heard of. This wasn't a Kum, but it was a Mela. Every, every January, January, February, there's a, a Mela at this place. So he went there and there were millions of sadhus and people and all kinds of stuff going on. And he came back to finish the courses with us. And then we were on our way to Delhi. He said, why don't we just drive, drive there and see this, the Mela going on? So we wanted to, Ramdas was kind of, you know, the boss. So, and as the eldest, he, you know, so he wanted to get to Delhi and find Maharaji. And that's all he wanted. He didn't want to see the Mela. But there was a lot of discussion going on. You know, everybody was putting their two cents in. You know, we'll go. We won't stay long. We'll spend one night. We'll go. We'll come back. Finally, after like hours of, of wrangling, we decided we would drive there. It's just like an hour off the road. Drive there, take a look around, get back on the road, and get to Delhi by nighttime. Fine. So... We're driving along, and the bus turns off towards Allahabad. And uh, we reach the site, 
of the Mela, and there was no one there. Everybody had gone home. Mela's finished. Two weeks before, there were 20 million people, literally, and now three. <laughs> and a dog. <laughs> so we're driving through this field, right? This, uh, now it's all just like sand. And we're going to turn the bus around and head back to Delhi. But Danny said, you know, there's a Hanuman temple right over there in the corner of the field. Why don't we just go see Hanumanji and then we'll go to Delhi. So the bus goes in that direction. And right along the edge of the field, there was a walkway. And the bus is going this way. And walking in the other way were these two people. One of them was Maharaji. The other was Dada. And they were walking in the opposite direction that the bus was going. And he didn't look up. He did not look up at the bus. But he says to Dada, as, as the bus is going by, he said, oh, they've come. <laughs> and it just so happened that one guy in the bus noticed him. We almost drove past him. He didn't say, hi, I'm here. Don't you know I drove? No, he just kept walking. Somebody said, there's my Raji. The bus stops. We all run out. Oh, they've come. That was the big thing. So then they said, they got on this little cycle rickshaw, and they asked, they told us to follow the rickshaw. So here's this huge, fancy, shiny Mercedes bus following this tiny little cycle rickshaw through the streets of Allengunge, you know, this tiny little village, you know. And he pulls up, the, the, the rickshaw stops out in the front of the house, of a house, and Maharaji and this gentleman, who we hadn't met yet, get out and walk into the house. And the bus stops, and we kind of get out of the bus and looking around. Now what? So a lady comes out of the house and said, come, come in, come in, come, come take your, your lunch. And we said, but there's 25 of us. Oh, yes, Maharaji woke us up this morning and said to prepare lunch for 25 people that you'd be coming. This is true. It happened. I was there. Now, you, if I was ripe, if I had any good karmas at all, that would have been enough to blow my brains to bits. End of story. Enlightened. He knew everything. He brought it. The whole drama of who was, should we go, shouldn't we go? Now nah, we don't want to go. I mean, there was some juice in that. Why shouldn't we go? We'll go, we'll get to Delhi, who knows where. For hours we went on like that. Finally, Ramda said, okay, look, we'll go, and then we'll, we'll, we'll just see it, and we'll go. Who was making that decision? Who? Was it written, sir? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. You just answered your own question. But we thought we were deciding. So we made the decision that we made. But were we really deciding? We think we were. But in retrospect, it might not have been that way, to put it mildly. All right, so we spent a few days there, and then we sent away. Two years later, 
Two years later, and a lot of coming and going all around India. We were with Maharaji here, we were with him there. He disappeared, he's here, he's all over the place. Two years later, I found myself in Mumbai with Maharaji. And I was in that room I just told you about. And he was lying on the bed, doing this, doing that, and I was sitting there staring at him. All of a sudden, he sits up and he goes, give me the seed the Lama gave you. I did not know what he was talking about. What seed? What llama? Give me the seed the llama gave you. Give me, give me. I said, Baba, I don't know what. Oh, Baba, he made me eat it. I ate it. And he goes, he said, very good. He said, good, now you'll be enlightened. Then he went back to sleep. <laughs> Do I look enlightened to you? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, so what, you know, was that? <laughs> Someday, yeah, well, it's, it's no different from anybody. But anyway, so things like that were happening all the time. And after a while, when you live in that kind of environment, your brain just stops working. You know, it just says, enough of that, forget it, you know, and you just like get more present. And you get more open to things, more in the moment, because you're living, you're surrounded, you're having satsang, real satsang. People gathered together in the name of truth. That's what it is, it's satsang. And when you're in that kind of satsang, it lifts you up into it. It changes your brain, the way your brain works. That's what this is. This weekend, this is satsang. We're all part of this process. Every, all of us doing, singing together, doing our stuff, it, it affects everybody. The whole vibration, the, the atmosphere is, is, is good with a capital G. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Kirtan Mala Foundation. Krishnadas is renowned for leading kirtan, the spiritual practice of chanting, and workshops around the world. For more information about him, including upcoming events, please visit krishnadas.com, K-R-I-S-H-N-A-D-A-S.com. We also invite you to visit kirtanwalafoundation.org, K-I-R-T-A-N, w-a-l-l-a-h-foundation.org. Here you will find more offerings dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba. Love everyone, serve everyone. Remember God. Ram Ram. <laughs>